Steve and Jeff. It is December 15th, 2022. What a week. <laughs> what a week. So much going on. So much turmoil. So much distress. Yeah. One of the rare times, Dave, I'm going to actually apologize on this show. To who? Well, a couple of people, number one. But main guy, I'm going to apologize right out of the gate. Let's just get this out there and take care of it. Okay. Is our friend Devin. Okay. Uh, now, we met Devin a couple of months ago. He came down, and we hit it off with him great. And yeah. he was distressed the other day because I just blurted out. And, you know, I got to understand, a, a lot of you are dealing with things in your day-to-day -day life. And I just blurted out. It wouldn't shock me if Manny opted out and moved on. That impacted a lot of you, and I get it. You can't just throw that out there. And it impacted Devin. And, and what I didn't take into the equation, Dave, and I've re regretted it ever since, you know, I saw his message like, whoa, whoa, what are you doing? <laughs> Is he deals with something that you and I don't really have to deal with. And I need to be more respectful. And that is... He's got more little pipsqueaks like Erica and Laura up in his business every day that he probably comes to this show for an hour of fresh air. Did you see the message the other day? He said, uh, I don't want to go too far down the rabbit hole, but he's kind of implied that there might be a female that was available coming up around the holidays and she'd kind of extend an invitation. I was like, oh, that's great. Beep, beep. Here come those two little... Tell him how to run his life. Oh, my gosh. When did he hire you to? Was he there? Oh, they're just chirping, chirping, chirping. And I, I said, I got to be better to Devin. So, Dev, I'm sorry. Other guys like Danny Karstens and the rest of you that ran your mouth, you two guys, you pipe down all of you, okay? Because the problem is with our friend Jimmy Russell is part of this. Every one of you... Padre fans, you lead with your heart. You don't lead with your head. It's a business. Lead with your head. I saw somebody who's a friend of Manny's over the weekend. I said, hey, he's opting out, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's a smart it's just business. business. Yes, 100% you have to do it. But the friend said, and, and I get this, and I think this is probably what Devin was getting at and others. The friend said, would you really bet against Pete Seidler trying to figure out a way to keep him? And I said, that's a really fair point. That's a fair point. Um, because they will try to get him. Yeah, I, I believe he will sign another 10-year contract. Here? Here. That'd be great. At least he'll, anything that will keep him here to age 41. Again, that is the going rate. That's the age right now that people are signing contracts to. But you have to. If you give one to Xander to age 41, you have to give one to him. Yeah. And really for the impact that he's made in a thousand different ways, yeah. right? Yeah, it's not too often you get a guy that comes here and helps you win in the NLDS and you nothing more. Head. Oh, really? Syndergaard? You want to start right now? How about Syndergaard you? was for pennies. Uh, he got 13 15. million. Don't say 15. He got 13. 13 million. <laughs> 13 million. All oh right, my say God. whatever you want. Andrew Haney got cut by the Angels and Yankees. All of a sudden, the guy looks like one of the best pitchers in baseball. Yeah, where's he? He went to Texas. Yeah. Tyler yeah. Anderson, explain him. The guy was shit. Terrible with the guiding Rockies and Pirates. What happened? The guy's an all-star. Fucking yeah. makes $39 million. They said, get the fuck out. Guess what? They're going to do the same the thing with Noah Syndergaard and Shelby Miller. And Jason, <laughs> Jason Hayward. The Jason Hayward one makes zero fucking sense. 
The Cubs literally, who are shit, told Jason Hayward, hey, why don't you just take the last two months of the season off? We don't want yeah. to see you. And, and now you're Dodgers. Sign up for a minor league deal. Why? I don't care if it's goddamn Nobody understood. a high school deal. You don't want Jason Hayward. People are so mad at you in this town. They didn't even understand today when you were joking. When you put the picture up and you said an outfielder with zero upside, why wouldn't I be excited? And I think I saw at least two people including half pint took the bait <laughs> like you were they're so mad at you they can't even understand when you're joking and ripping the Dodgers yeah, for that signing was a rip. That, that was, was a rip, rip 100% I, I think Jason Hayward's deal with the Cubs the first time was a horrible contract yeah the best thing Jason Hayward did was give a pep talk during the rain delay of the 2016 World Series that everybody talks about that's all, that's the best thing he did yeah fuck him he's terrible uh, uh Carlos Rodon signs tonight how about that 162. Yes. So he got 27 million a year. Okay. 7 year deal, right? 6 year deal. 6, six years. Year deal. Six, I have 6 years 162. He was looking for 6 or 7. Oh, that's it. About 30 yeah. million dollars a year is what he's looking for. He got 27 million a year. Not, so, not a terrible contract when you look at how good he is, what's on the market, and the fact that you know, you didn't give him 7. I mean, it's it's a long right. it's a long deal. Now, here's the here's the thing. Let me ask you off the top of your head, all right? It's fucking mm-hmm. December 15th. Yeah. Does that signing make the Yankees the best team in the American League? Or would you still say the Astros, even a lot losing Verlander, are better? Yeah, they're pretty loaded. They're they're pretty loaded, right? I mean, Yanks are loaded. Yeah, they, well, they are. But, uh, I mean, I'll be honest with you, their offense isn't great. Right? No. It's still Aaron Judge and, and about it. And they're doing everything they can to unload Josh Donaldson. Yeah. They should. And Rizzo, and when Hicks. healthy hit, does well. Hicks is fucking terrible. He sucks. LeMahieu was a horrible signing. We signed yeah. that contract. I don't know. I mean, from a pitching, from a staff standpoint, I couldn't tell you nothing I mean, about you got, their well, you got you got two big-time guys, for sure. And you got yeah. Nestor Cortez and everything. But you have Garrett Cole, and you yeah. have Rodon at the top. That's pretty impressive. Pretty pretty strong. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, for me. I love how Araldis Chapman's not going to find a job. No. Yeah, fuck him. Yeah, exactly. Am I closing? No, you won't. Well, I'm not showing up for the playoffs. Well, you can fuck off. Yeah, right there. Right over on Main Street. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, Dave, my bigger concern is pods still have holes. They have they holes do. in this team and left field. They have a hole at DH. I still think you have a hole at number four in your rotation. You have a hole at catcher. Yeah, and so I didn't have at four. So hold on. When you say four in the rotation, does that mean you think Nick Martinez is the five? Yeah. So they don't have a four pitcher is what you're saying. Well, what I heard somebody say the other day is that they think as of now, it's Martinez and more home. Yeah, that's what I And believe. to me, sorry, that makes the Bogarts deal ridiculous to me. I was going to bring this up to you. I'm glad you're What do this up. I preach all the time? Spend smart money. It doesn't matter that your payroll is 235 if you have a gaping hole in left, you have a gaping hole at DH, and you could have signed a couple of pitchers for that money and still had the infield that you had. Bogarts to me, and, and you didn't go out, you didn't make a deal for Bassett. You didn't make a deal for the pitcher from Japan. Well, they said they were in on Bassett. And Bassett didn't Bassett, sign a crazy deal. No, he didn't. But he turned, well, $21 million. It's more than, than Joe Musgrove. But three years, yeah, right? three years. Not crazy. And so, but they were in on Bassett. 
And he has a great relationship with Bob Melvin. Yeah. But he chose Toronto. Yeah. And okay, uh, well, Senga. Yeah. Senga makes. Yes. Right. Senga definitely makes the Mets better. Yeah. But that was about 15 yeah. million a year. So, okay. Well, let me, let me ask you then. When you're looking at this Padre team, and I want to get into the holes of it, would you have rather, if you were the general manager, would you have rather said, we're going to spend the money on Rodone than spend the money on Bogarts? That you you win games, you're going to win a series having him than, no. and, and keeping Kim at short. No, I, w- I still would have kept Kim at short. I still would have tried to get two quality starters for that money. The Bogarts deal didn't make any, still doesn't make any sense to me. What about the Ross Stripling deal? Yeah, that's the other guy I looked at. Okay. Yeah. Stripling at an ERA of about three. Right. And signed a deal for, for I mean, you could have done Senga and Stripling and rounded out the rotation pretty well. Very with, well. Very well. With Morahone and Martinez in that role because the talk is, well, you need six or seven. That would have been yeah. great. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I think you're safest thinking you're going seven or eight going into spring. Because Injuries are coming. Nobody's rotation goes through without going on the I.L. But if you had done Singa and Stripling, right? Yeah. And then you go out and you plug in Nelly Cruz at DH, and Gallo comes here, as you and I kind of joked about 10 days ago. But it's really not a joke. when you. If there's been one thing with Preller, when he gets obsessed with guys, he eventually gets them. Profar yeah. was one. He's been chasing Nelly Cruz and Gallo forever. All Texas guys. All Texas guys. And you have to assume, I well, I don't know that you have to assume. That's probably not. But maybe I could say you have to assume those two guys are definitely on the radar. Now, Preller never stops. So maybe the rotation looks much different in a month, and that's fine. But if you heard Keith Law was really good today on Darren's show, and Keith Law said of all the free agents, the one that scared him the most was Bogarts because he started to show decline last year with oh, wow. his ability to hit the fastball. Wow. Now, look. That's I, not good. No. I like Keith Law, but I trust AJ and his staff yeah. that they are going to do what, you know, they've had pretty good success. But I just, I don't know, man. old is too young to slow down that bat. Well, and that's exactly the point that Law made today. But... I don't know. I just feel like if we were sitting here tonight yeah. and the feeling was you had plugged in Stripling, Senga, or Bassett, any two of those three guys, the rotation was rounded out. I have no problem with the fact they let Vasquez go to the Twins. I don't know why the Twins are giving him $30 million for three years, but... Dude, he sucks. Dude, he sucks. He sucks. Maybe but, you can get Sandy Leone. Fuck. But they're they're... <laughs> They're reeling. They have a little PTSD after Correa goes to the Giants. That deal made no fucking sense. And Dude, it didn't. No sense. But I don't care about any of those deals. I'm, I'm worried about what's going on here. Yeah. And so, again, we got a long way to go until spring training. Um, but the thing is. But I felt pretty excited about a week ago, 10 days ago, thinking that other moves were about to hit using the story Jeff Passon said. When the Padre official told him, "Buddy, we ain't done yet," and and look with those guys, you can't you can't say they're ever done. But I don't know what their options are. You don't have a whole lot to trade. You have nothing to trade unless the only thing guy you have to trade is Cronenworth. You really have nothing to trade. Uh, I don't know how many guys are chasing Kim. Kim can't. Kim is a, Merrill, a hitter. 
I mean, but come you on, but Jackson Merrill's so far away from being able to contribute. Yeah, you're not going to get a. Uh, I mean, again, you're chasing a three, a four, a five. Yeah. I mean, Merrill's never going to be a Padre, right? He's a shortstop. He's never going to be a Padre. Yeah, unless well, this fucking team, you never know. But he should never be well, a Padre. He, he actually a could piece. be, Dave. He could be because if you look at him being three years away, then Kim's out. Bogarts potentially moves to third. Seeing what happens with Manny. Oh, don't do that. You're going to scare people. I'm sorry, Devin. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, if he wasn't going to be there, they probably would have already moved him already. But it's, I was teasing Jim Russell because the other day he said, absolutely no chance they trade Fernando Tatis. What are you basing Why that on? Why would he say that? Oh, uh, that's my question. What are you basing that on? Because Rick DiPietro, who, by the way, is probably pretty tied in in New York, blurted something out that he heard Tatis could be going to the Yankees. Now, I'll say that makes no sense to me because I can't imagine the return on Tatis today from the Yankees is what it would have been 18 months ago, so why give him away unless you're absolutely done with him? But to just dismiss a guy who's pretty locked, played for the Islanders, is pretty locked in in the New York scene, has a morning show, I don't know. I, I pay attention to that stuff. Do I think Tatis is on the way to the Yankees? No. But, you know, I mean, Dan Patrick blurted out that the Aztecs were going to the Pac-12, yeah. and that never happened. So guys guys screw up. But <laughs> you realize next year, by the way, when we're doing the same conversation, next mm-hmm. year in 2023, yeah, let's just go into it realizing nobody knows nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they just they, they don't but, know. But how do you, how do you just say... There's no way Fernando's getting yeah, traded. Yeah. I completely disagree with it's that. It's leading with your heart. It's not leading with your head. We have no idea what the we have no idea what the relationship is like between him and that team. And they he, they don't either. I got news yeah. for you. The Padres don't either. Yeah. I will give the Padres credit for doing this. They're flexing their muscles with Fernando. And it's not a bluff because they went and signed Xander Bogarts. Mm-hmm. You know, before it was a huge question mark a month ago when we were wondering, well, what the fuck are you going to do? You have Kim, yeah. who played a great shortstop. Are you just going to give Fernando that spot back? That was the conversation. Yeah. Well, you made a commitment to an all-star shortstop who hits 330 home runs and, you know, basically knocks in 100, scores 100. He's he's very good. You get signed him until he's 41 years old. Xander's not going anywhere for a while at shortstop. Right. So, with Tatis, if he comes in and he goes, hey, guess what? I'm going to be the best right fielder, left fielder, center fielder there is, and his attitude's great, and he puts up those Fernando numbers when he gets healthy. He still has a cast on his arm, by the way. Mm-hmm. You know, they say, oh, he's going to be ready to go spring tra- spring training. April 20th. Yeah. I'm like, well, his arm is fucking atrophied. He hasn't done shit in a uh, year with his left arm. Like uh, Kristen Wiig when she was yeah. doing that character. With, on- with little tiny hand. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, dude, can you open a jar of pickles? You can't. No mayonnaise. Yeah. So, scrawny arms. <laughs> so let's, let's wait and see. But let's say he's great. Okay. I mean, mm-hmm. Padre fans are open is great. I'm, I'm telling you, this is not me being facetious. I hope he's great. He's, yeah. He's, as I said on the last show, the guy's a unicorn. He's a freak of nature. Right. If he comes back, though, and he starts to be great, and then he goes, okay, now I want to go back to the infield. Fuck this outfield stuff. I want to yeah. be the, the, in the glamour position. If he becomes a cancer, 100% you trade him. Because this team doesn't have time. Jeff, you said it all along. 2023 is the year for this team to be serious because too many guys that are key pieces right. are going to be gone, including your closer, including a couple starters. You you got to make the serious Manny opts runs. out, so that changes things. This, this is this is the year. 2023 is the year. So if Fernando Tatis is a fucking cancer, you 100% yeah. got to get rid of him. 
I'll tell you this. And you can rebuild. Sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. No, you're right. You can rebuild your entire minor league team by your whole system by trading. If you did trade with the Yanks, because they're loaded. They aren't going to trade with the Dodgers. But if you traded with a team like the Rays or the Yankees, who are just right at the top that are loaded with like eight of the top 100 prospects, fuck, man, you can fix a lot of things. In theory, but... Look back at trades that these guys have made yeah. when they've traded yeah. for prospects. Yeah. I'm not a fan of trading the superstar. Jeter Downs just got released today by the Red Sox. Yeah. He was in the Mookie Betts deal. Yeah. I mean, guys that when we've traded to have prospects come here yeah. in fire sales. I mean, Randy Smith did a pretty good job when he had to unload everything. Got some guys that ended up being pieces. Got Ashby, right? Got uh, Brad Osmus from Colorado for Greg Harris and Bruce Hurst. Like, that's pretty wild. Yeah. And and got other pieces. Trevor came, right, in the Sheffield trade. But John Sherholtz was like, I'm not giving you a Klesko. I'm not giving you Chipper Jones. I'm giving you Melvin Nieves. And and Donnie, uh, Donnie Elliott for uh, McGriff. Yes. So. Didn't get the. Those trades rarely work out where you yeah. trade the superstar. That, that, yeah, it was such right. a bad trade. <clears throat> I mean, you just... Everybody, even here, we knew about Klesko, we knew about Chipper Jones. Right, you just re-signed Anderson Espinoza, yeah. who was the key to the Adrian trade. Yeah. Remember that? Oh, yeah, I remember. Oh, uh, we stole Anderson Espinoza, did we? Oh, yeah, we fleeced him. So, <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know. Rarely do you see, I mean, trading Trey Turner... For Will Myers, that worked out pretty well for, for the Nationals. But it's not too often where those deals work out. So I don't even like the idea of trading Fernando to restock the farm system because I can't think of many of those where you go, well, yeah, they really cleaned in. Especially you're not going to get anybody close to who that kid is. He's a stud. Here's always the thing that, that makes me a little bit nervous when you empty a farm system like what the Padres have. I mean, honestly, I can't think of another team that's ever done it to the extent the Padres did for Soto. I mean, Soto's outstanding. Yeah. Um, I mean, we all say he's a future Hall of Famer. Didn't play that way with the Pods, but we believe he's the real deal. Is when you empty your system out, come the trade deadline in the middle mm-hmm. of the summer when everybody needs a piece. I don't care how good yeah. you are. You need a piece. You don't have anything to get that piece. That's the only thing that, that makes me nervous. Unless you go to Merrill. Yeah. I guess it depends on the team, but unless you get a Merrill, you're right. Or if you, or if guys that, I don't know. I mean, and with Preller, you can never tell. Yeah. That's the thing I really love about those guys is you don't, you don't see anything they're doing in the paper, right? Yeah. I mean, all the guys that we heard about that they were being rumored, Bogart's a little bit, right? But, the Trey Turner thing got out. Yeah. Judge got out a little bit. And uh, and all of a sudden, they go get Xander Bogarts. So, yeah, he's probably working on something. But what that is to fill out the rotation and fill out those two bats. Who's that? Nolan Ryan? Who's he bringing back? If they, hold on. Can you pull trades? This, is, this sounds ridiculous to even ask this question. But we know Sidler's not afraid to spend money. Mm-hmm. Can you pull trades down the line like saying, we're going to give the Pittsburgh Pirates $200 million cash for Brian Reynolds? Can you pull a trade and just trade for cash in the middle of a year? Nope. Yeah, it has to be a, a player, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah, that seems kind of crazy. Anyway, I was thinking if, as you were talking, if the Padres don't win in 2023, let's say this just doesn't work out, okay? It, yeah. 
One thing about the pods last year's team, they didn't suffer a shitload of injuries like no. a, like a lot of teams do. You right. hope it doesn't happen, but you just don't know when an injury is going to happen. If uh, let's say the pods just don't win, I mean, I'll be honest with you. If I were to ask you how many teams do you think could win the World Series next year, wouldn't it surprise you? Yeah, it's a lot of fucking teams in the National League could yeah, go to the World Series. Of, I mean, a lot yeah. of teams are loaded. So you you sit there and you you have your eye on the prize. If this thing fails, all right. Are we going to look back in in years and go, hey, remember when that crazy asshole went and signed a bunch of shortstops? No. Like if you if I get if you said to AJ, you and AJ are roommates. Okay? Yeah. Hey, I need you to go to the store buy fill up this refrigerator. I'm gonna give you two hundred dollars. Yeah. And he comes home and you toaster you, oven. You grab the first bag and it steaks, and you're like, cool, you got yeah. steaks. What else did you get? You get the next bag. Oh, you got steaks. Yeah. What's the third yeah. bag? I got steaks. Well, that was, was great the first time, fuckface. Yeah. But what are we doing with all these fucking no, steaks? I, I, I'm pretty, uh, <laughs> That's kind of crazy. Yeah, like the Hosmer deal, I didn't like it from the start. It's like building a car with three steering wheels. Yeah. Or six tires. <laughs> <laughs> and no got, seats. Yeah. We've got four. He's just got two tires thrown on the bench. And I do what are you doing? How many fucking tires do we need? Yeah, we're just sitting up high. Um, no, I feel like you got to know in the moment whether you like a trade or you don't like a trade, right? Yeah. Or you like a signing, you don't like a signing. The Bogarts deal makes zero sense to me at all. So if he comes out and shines, fantastic. Yeah, great. But if he's, I can't see a way that he's just a guy, but I don't. I, no, I don't there, think it's going to be. I think it's going to be great. I think it's going to be what he always has been. That's what we said about Soto. That's true. What we said and about Bell. About Bell. Yeah, but I, I just that deal doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, it it is. It's strange when you look at building a baseball team. It is strange because yeah. you point out you have major holes. Yeah. So I'm not. If they'd signed Correa, right? If they'd signed Turner, what if they would have signed Correa too this week? Like you sitting, I mean, Correa played for one of your favorite teams, the Twins, last year. Yeah, it was great. Forget about everything with the Astros. Yeah. But Correa, as good as he is, if he came here, what would you be thinking right now? What would you think in your head? Well, I don't know. A, I mean, there's got to at some point be a point where you stop writing checks. And B, where is he going to go? Because he's going to be the shortstop, right? But the Giants, I, I, yeah, they, I don't Luciano's know. their number one prospect, and he's a shortstop. Yeah. So, goddamn, go trade for that kid. Um, that's <laughs> yes, I'm saying. What is happening here? Yeah. Is Brandon Crawford now going to third? Is that the plan in, in San Francisco? I uh, have to think, but he's a team leader. Yeah. One, one year left on his deal. Yeah. They needed a third baseman with all respect to Casey. Yeah. Um, so yeah, unless Crawford, yeah. I mean, they already have a second baseman, right? That, that is, that yeah. Is, it's anyway, it, it is very strange. I, I'm with Jeff, though, on this one. If you're a Padre fan, you love a lot of things about this team. Right. But let, let's be honest. You need you need starting pitches, pitching. You need something in that rotation. Yeah. I think we all have agreed that Anderson's getting a chance to be a starter. Good. But, man, you're asking for a question mark in the fifth, fifth hole. Yeah, big time. And so if you would sign those two guys, and the other thing is, too, I mean, I don't care. It's an 11-year deal. Whatever. Shit, I'll be happy if I'm here in 11 months. What do I care? <laughs> but, um, yeah, just kind of look at it. If they had done the pitching where you go, because the other thing would be, Dave, with any of those guys we just talked about, yeah, Bassett, Stripling, 
God, I, I lock up on that kid. Senga. Senga. It would give you backups. You would have options for next year if Darvish and Blake Snell leave via free agency. Yeah. Now, all of a sudden, you go, okay. But we go into next year, and it's Musgrove, and it's Senga, and it's Stripling. Uh, we can live with that, right? Yeah, I agree. And Or Bassett. You go, okay, well, at least we've got... Whether you look at those guys and you say, well, that's our two, three, four. Martinez is the five, right? Are we going to put Musgrove into the one? But now at least I feel pretty good that if Snell moves on and Darvish stays or goes, at least we still have four guys that are signed ready to go. Yeah. That we feel decent about. They're okay. We'll probably go out and find maybe we're a player for Shohei Otani next year. And now all of a sudden you got that. I think they will be a player. Yeah. I'd be surprised if they don't jump in the mix. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of teams are are, are players. Well, everybody who's leading with their heart, if 30 million comes off the books with Manny opting out and you have that opportunity to move Bogarts to third and you could go Kim to short or Fernando to short, right? Bring Fernando back into short. Kim at second, Cronenworth. Soto, right? But now all of a sudden you take 30 that you just cleared from Manny and 15 that you just cleared from Hader and you go 45 million a year. For, for Shohei? Yeah. I think he gets more than that. Well, That's what I was going to ask you next. I was listening no. to the conversation on this. Go ahead. How much would you pay Shohei? Dude, he is such a difference maker, yeah. right? Well, okay, because this was on the MLB network. Uh, not network, but radio. MLB radio. They're talking about this. And there are two guys. One guy disagreed. What what would you do if if you're saying we want to make an offer for Shohei? What what is your? He's offer? how old right now? Dude, he's in his twenties still. I'm gonna yeah. look this up. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, I believe Shohei is 27, 28. Dude, honestly, it'd probably be six years, three hundred million. Okay, I I would go. That's funny you say that. I think that's not going to get it done. Uh, I think it gets it done. Six. I, I think you're three hundred. I think you're looking at ten years, six hundred million dollars. Oh, what? Okay, so what you want? I just said it. Okay. I said what when you said you're <laughs> All right. So one guy said he's $50 million, and, and the host lost his mind. He goes, what the fuck? He's 28 years old right now. All right. So that puts him 29. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he I'm turns go- 29 on July 5th. That's fine. I'm going six years. Uh, you know what, Dave? i tell you what. Why would he, if you're him, why would you I, go six years? Why wouldn't you ask for more? Okay. God damn it. Okay. Okay. That's fine. Just break me down at the holidays. Okay. Seven three fifty. Let's sign it and head to Lou and Mickey's. Okay, let's go. But you're buying, you son of a bitch, because you just took three hundred fifty million of mine. Okay. So, so if you're him though, and you're his agent, aren't you trying to get to age forty, forty one? Because that's the number. Ugh. Okay, so they were saying on on MLB Radio, fifty million dollars a year is what he's going to get, and well, some if of the people lost their shit. I think you make the argument he's worth fifty-seven to sixty million a year. I don't know. Okay, Rendon just got twenty-seven million a year as a pitcher. Yeah, is he better than Rendon? Yes. Yeah, as a as a hitter, is he better than thirty million dollars? Yes. Yeah, he's a stud. So how do you not pay him for? He's playing two positions, and if I'm his agent, this is my argument back, and I'm saving you a roster spot. Twenty. I'm giving you two two all stars in both positions. Yeah. And I'm saving you a roster spot for another player. 22 year deal, 900 million. 
Right? Dude, honest <laughs> to God, I think he'd get somewhere between, I don't know, man, maybe I'm way off, but I think I think the final number is going to be like 10 years. It's going to be great, right? 570 or 10 years, 600. Okay, so again, let's say that. Okay. I, so don't, think, that, I, don't, I still don't think that's Garrett Seidler. What do you think of that? Well, uh, hang on. So tell me again the number that you just said. I would go 10 years, 600 million. Okay, that's 60 million. Now he's 29. 28. No, I got it. But yeah, I'm got, saying yeah, at that point, it. he's 29. Yeah. Manny's 31. Yeah. I get it. Manny's not pitching, but he's a top five MVP guy. Yeah. So this is why I say use your head, not your heart. Manny and Dan Lozano knew what they were doing. You put an opt-out in because it's betting on yourself. And, and to this point, Manny's won. Either And he's betting on himself, but also betting on the fact that the Padres weren't lying to him, saying that we're going to sure. continue spinners. Spin, that, and that's kind of what Radon said today. Because you told me you are going to spend this amount of money. Yeah. And you didn't get the players you said so, you were going to get. So if, if... Now, I get it. Shohei is a very, very unique guy. And he's also very unique from a merchandising and a marketing standpoint. No matter how many jerseys Manny sells... Shohei jerseys outnumber everybody. Yes. Right? No matter where you go. 100%. Not only in the local market, yeah. internationally. Yes. So that's a ton of cash you're making. Still, for all of you that are, Manny's not going anywhere. Dave just said it, and you were all probably playing the game in your head. Oh, is Shohei a $50 million guy? Or is he 45? Is it 10 years and $450 million, Right? How do they do it? Okay. Now be Manny and say, well, what do I get? Yeah. Because Manny's currently looking at after this year, five and 150. That's a joke. Yeah. It's a goddamn joke. Stop it. Okay. Stop leaning with your head. Stop being that way. You have to look at it from a business standpoint. So Manny knows it. And I guarantee you the pods are prepping for this. They've said it. But if Manny's opting out and you have that opportunity where Bogarts can go to third, Fernando could come back in at shortstop, right? Kim is at second. I think the play, if you're looking at those two, yeah. while Kim may be the better defensive shortstop, Dave, don't you feel it makes more sense to put Kim at second and Fernando at short than vice versa? You know what? I have to look up to see what free agent first basemen are available next year. Because it might be easy just to go back to kind of the defense you had this year, right? You just grab another first baseman. You put yeah. Kim at back at short, Cronenworth back at second. Hey, don't forget, you're going to have Joey Gallo here. <laughs> I I mean, I'd be more shocked if Gallo isn't here than if he is here. Yeah. Same with Nelly Cruz. By the way, it's Rodon, as my son always freaks out that I say it wrong. I think I said Rodon. Rodon is, the, is how you pronounce it as I get yelled hey, at all the time. Hey, you know what? When you're working the Yankees pregame show, we'll worry about <laughs> it, okay? You got in there, you took your hacks. Don't embarrass. Uh, don't apologize. Uh, what, I mean, Dave. Shows, shows weakness. Yeah, I'm just saying. Play it as a business. Take emotion out of the deal. Would you go chase show? Oh, there's no goddamn way. What do I pay for this stupid show? <laughs> Why do I listen to these two assholes? Put Rob and Joss on. We can hear Andy Williams singing Christmas carols instead of these two assholes. <laughs> telling us to lead with my head. 
Yeah, I'll tell you one time I didn't lead with my head when I subscribed to your shitty show. <laughs> Calm down. All of you. I can hear it. I've already apologized to Devin. Not apologizing anymore. Because I think, Dave, a year from now or 50 weeks from now, that's the conversation we're having. If Shohei makes it to the market yeah. and Manny opts out and you have one hole or really the chance to go with one, who are you chasing? Oh, who Shohei. makes more sense? Shohei does. You son of a bitch, that fucking guy. He does make the most sense. Listen, He's giving you two for one. Listen to this Dodger fan. All of his knowledge on our team. <laughs> Isn't he smart? Yeah, I think you're right. But Dwight's fun. They win the World Series, everything's off the table, right? Yep. yep. I not, still think Manny opts out. I think he opts out. And I and the deal is I think the Padres honestly reward Manny for, as you said, everything he's done. Well, let me ask you this. But, Do but, you think before we get to that point, Pods rip up the current deal and sign him to a new deal? No, I think they uh, they, they let it go out. They, they, they finish. If I was them, that is the smart move, by the way. It would save you a year. Yeah. If you ripped it up right now and said, we'll give you another 10 years, uh, $300 million. Are they able to do that? God dang it, that's a great question. I, I, um, I don't know how you, how you would sit there and do the money. They, um, I, honestly, I believe they will offer him a 10-year, $300 million deal one way or another. That, that's yeah. what he wants. You, as you said, there's five years, 150 remaining. I don't think he gets a raise from his $30 million a year. I just think he gets years added on, which doubles his, his contract again. <laughs> it's basically a... Yeah. a Total contract, right? At 15 years, mm -hmm. all that money, $450 million. A lot of fucking money. Yeah. We'll see. That'd yeah. be cool. Yeah. I love Manny. I have a buddy of mine I talked to today. He used to be in the West Coast. Went to mm -hmm. San Diego State, grew up in L.A., lived in San Diego. He now lives in Ohio. Okay. And we were talking a little bit about baseball, and he's a casual fan. He's not like you and I where we're mm -hmm. watching games every single day. He told me straight out. He goes, I hate the fucking Dodgers more than any team in the league. Isn't that funny? And I said, why do you hate the Dodgers? And I go, that was the team that you grew up with. They just have so much fucking money. I'm tired of watching it, he said. And I go, what's yeah. your team? He goes, the Guardians. I go, okay. And I go, do you understand the, the, the payroll of teams? He wasn't unaware of yeah. the Mets payrolls, like over $400 million now. It's insane. Right. And where the Padres are and the Yankees and, and everything else. I think the Dodgers are like number 12 right now. Yeah. They'll move up, but they're like number 12 right now. And he just goes, I'm tired of it. And I go, look, it's it's the game. It's just the game right now. It's just what it is. These guys yeah. have a shitload of money. And people want to know, how are you getting all this money? A lot of it has to do, the owners know there's an influx of money, not only TV money, which we talk about all the time, but gambling's legal in almost every state in the country. Yep. And they know there's major gambling money coming, whether it's ballets, whether it's other casinos, whether it's online stuff. There's money coming into these owners. They aren't crazy. These guys didn't become billionaires for nothing. Yeah. They know there are checks coming their way. And so if you're a fan of the, the Guardians, fine. The Guardians have young talent. But if you're a fan of the A's, where they're giving guys away, and, yeah. the, and the Pirates, and these guys aren't good for baseball. They aren't good for a fan base. They aren't, if we were a fan, if we're doing a show right now in Pittsburgh, you and I would be going, what the fuck? Vince Velasquez, hype video? Yes. I mean, how in the hell is that guy still in the game? Right. You know? And they did a video for him. <laughs> they stopped it. That's absolutely crazy. I mean, it, it is. It, it's fucking nuts. So my, my, my point is, it's the name of the game. Don't get caught up in all this money. Yeah. It's not your money. It might, it, right. it, yeah, it might hurt you a little bit with concessions and tickets and everything. But no one's telling you you have to go to the fucking games. All the games are on TV. But we're going. Yeah. You're gonna of course get, you're going. It was well, so fun last year. 
Dude, it was a blast, right? Yeah. It was, Playoffs it was, were great. It was, it was, including the postseason, it was, it was a blast. Yeah. Padres know what they're doing. They're throwing a party 81 nights a year. And they say, we're going to keep doing it. Yes. There's no plans to stop the party. Exactly. Right? I mean, <laughs> that's like it. Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. Yeah. I have a question for you. Yes. We're doing this show, and I try to avoid this, but why does he have two copies of Glory Days on his bookshelf? It's John Heyman. He's a bit of a dope, isn't he? <laughs> yes. I mean, he broke the story tonight, which is great. But they're doing a live shot with John Heyman talking about the signing. And behind him is the bookshelves, and he has two copies of the same book. Why does he have two copies of the oh, same book, fuck? Dave? What's his fucking problem? Come on, John. <laughs> Get focused, player. <laughs> All right, so I got an idea. Money. Okay, let I, me hear it. All right, honestly believe this is a fantastic idea. You tell me if I'm wrong. All right, I'm throwing myself out there. If you want to say it's the dumbest thing, it doesn't work, fine. You can do uh, Dave cards. You can do trading digital cards. No, I'm not trading. Of you in the astronaut suit and the cowboy suit. I, I'm not trading digital. Okay, so by the way, I just found a first baseman that might be beneficial for the pods. It's not going to ask for uh, thirty million dollars a year. All right, all right, next year, Max Muncy. Would you take him? Uh, we'll see what else is on the market. Okay, well, we'll be available. That's a no. All right. Oh, really? Yeah, I just said. It. Oh, Jesus Christ! We want Joey Votto. <laughs> no. no okay no well there's not a lot of options i know okay. all right so here's here's my deal this is one of the reasons i think how you fix the game a little bit again tell me if i'm wrong but otherwise i think it's it's, it's a great idea that they should implement okay we talk about the salary cap salary luxury tax is what i should say and this luxury tax is insane i mean yeah. the mets no joke and i know no one feels bad for the mets but because the padres spend so much money yeah you don't want the padres to be in a situation either and why you're seeing the dodgers trying to reset the luxury tax if you're in the luxury tax again for a certain amount of years the percentage goes up every year that you have to keep paying it's not just like three percent every year it goes up to be crazy so the mets with their payroll the 400 million are a few years away from paying $800 million <laughs> for a payroll. Yeah. because And not because they're adding players, because that's what the luxury tax will make it happen. Steve Cohen, whatever, he has $13 billion in his bank account. I think he's 27. Wow. That's fucking nuts. Right? Yeah, fucking nuts. So here's how I think you reward the teams that can't play the Steve Cohen game. The luxury tax should not hurt or count in players that you drafted and developed. So, for instance... Oh. Let's say, I don't know, fuck, the Padres don't have one. Let's say the Padres had Trey Turner forever, okay? Yeah. Trey Turner was brought up through the Padre organization. He played on the team. Boom, his seven years is there. He becomes a free agent. You sign him for $300 million. His money now does not count into that luxury tax. Kind of like the bird deal. Kind of like what the NBA does. Yeah. Okay? You reward the teams that draft and develop those players, and those players that you keep in your system do not hurt against the luxury tax in the future, ever. The only time it will hurt you is if you grab a free agent from another team, then those guys start to count against you and the luxury tax. But to be punished by developing and keeping your own guys doesn't seem fair. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So uh, what it does to me is it, it puts more of an emphasis of developing a full organization. To be a strong organization, you have to do it a combination of way, through trades, free agency, and, and developing. And so I think the way that you get back to developing, a team like the Rays who have a hard time competing – even though they do a great job. A team like the A's, when they go to Vegas, aren't going to be able to just say we're playing the Steve Cohen game. Mm -hmm. But I think it benefits those teams. I mean, the Padres, for a number of years, we always used the saying, the hot lava talent. Uh, yeah. Well, they, <laughs> they didn't keep any of those guys. But let's say they kept those guys. 
that shouldn't hurt against the salary cap if they're your guys. If they kept those guys, they're a fourth place team. Yeah, I agree. I'm, I'm just saying you yeah. got you got to reward I, yeah. teams for you can't because these teams will never be competitive. There are 30 teams in Major League Baseball, and 20 of them have a chance of going to the postseason. I mean, who would have benefited is the Nationals. Then exactly right. They and the Nationals benefited. were a 2019 team. Then yeah. all of a sudden, you're talking about Bryce Harper, and you're talking about Trey Turner, and you're talking about. Yeah, you know, um, Steven Strasburg. Yeah, you're talking about. Yeah, you're talking about those guys. Yeah, Yeah. exactly right. The Nationals, who are a fucking joke right now, would have benefited them. Yeah, they would have been pretty good. Yeah, that would have been. That'd be pretty interesting. At least it gives a chance to the lesser teams. And people will say, "Fuck the lesser teams." Yeah, you say that because you aren't a fan of those teams. Well, I I like saying it now because we're always dead. The Royals, right? They they'd benefit from that. They got to do something though to motivate. Teams like yeah. the Reds, the Pirates. Yeah. Right? It's ridiculous. The Angels. Yeah. I mean, I mean, the Angels spend money. They just spend dumb money. I mean, the Marlins could even be in that boat, right? Mm-hmm. The Marlins have a bunch of guys they bring up. They can't keep them. They got to get rid of them. They got rid of their entire outfield one year. And their catcher, who's still the best catcher in baseball. I thought a uh, good article on The Athletic the other day about, you know, teams that have had it with Steve Cohen and Seidler. But... The point in the article was Pete Seidler's turned baseball upside down in a positive way. I agree. By putting pressure on mid to small market teams saying, well, they're doing it. They're in the 27th media market. Why aren't we doing it? I mean, yeah. he's all in. Yeah, you're getting other owners very upset. Yeah. Not playing the game. Not not establishing an $85 million payroll. Good yeah. for Peter. Yeah, perfect. Um, it's such a weird week. There, here, a couple of things. I went to a wedding. The last time you went to a wedding. Dude, I've been to a bunch of them this year. Been to like three of them. I'm going to another one in March. Okay. Well, this is something I did that you don't, you don't have to worry about. <laughs> okay, good. You'll understand. What, how, what was the age of the people that got married? Um, 40s. Okay. So they got married at the Hotel Dell. Okay. So wedding was Saturday. So I took my ex. Yeah. Said, hey, wedding at the Dell. You should go to this with me. So she goes, all right, that'd be fun. Was she on the invite? So we go to the Dell. Yeah. And invite came to me. But did it say an option for a plus one? Well, that's what I'm getting at. Oh, fuck, dude. What did you do? So we go to this wedding Jesus at the Dell. Christ. I'm embarrassed already. And uh, Jesus. And it, I mean, it's unbelievable. Of course it is. It's probably $200 a plate, if not more. Dude, it's champagne, it's an open bar, photographers, videographers, right? It's a guy I used to work with. It's about 15 minutes in, and she says to me, are you sure I'm supposed to be here? Oh, my God, dude. I go, what do you mean? Oh, my God, dude. I'm cringing right now. She goes, all of your buddies are here solo. And I go, all right. And she said what you just said. Did the invite say plus one? I was like, No. Just wrote you in. Dude, shut the fuck up. Why would you do that? Dave, I haven't had a wedding invite sent to me in 22 years. You don't know how this shit works? Clearly not. You know how expensive weddings are. So now we go inside. Oh, my God, dude. Oh my and God. there's a band. Is there a place sitting just for you? There's no, Jeff on there? No, because her name. No, I put on the. When I sent it back, I had my oh, okay. name and you her sent name. It back. Oh, yeah. I sent it back with my name and her name. Okay, okay. I thought you just grabbed her that day. No, so oh, no, 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 no. I, I sent it back with my name and her name. Okay. And they had called me a couple of weeks ago, and they're like, hey, who's Vita? I said, it's my ex. She loves 
that kind of stuff. They're like, great. <laughs> okay, good. As long as they said great. They said great. But now we're walking around this thing. I'm like, oh, yeah, that thing didn't say plus one. I just wrote you in. Oh, they motherfucked you, dude. So last night. It cost so, 200 bucks easy. So last night I'm at a Christmas party oh, Jesus Christ. with the groom. Okay. So I go, hey, I got to ask you a question. Jesus. I go, was I, did I fuck that up? And he starts die laughing. He goes, hey, you didn't fuck anything up. Okay. But he goes, we get the invite back. And he goes, Jeff, there's 200 people at the wedding. And so the bride had said, was that a plus one? And my buddy goes, dude, I sent out 80 of these. Yeah, I must have sent him a plus one. I go, I'm such an idiot. He goes, don't worry about it. He goes, other people. Who paid for it? Who paid for this wedding? Uh, Is it her family? Well, I, it's none of my business. I didn't ask that. But, Dave, it was unbelievable. I mean, they're bringing Wagyu around, uh, skewers, it's champagne, it's an open bar. But he said, he goes, no, we had a handful of people that had committed, and they weren't able to make it. He goes, it was great having Vita there. We were thrilled to have her. He goes, no. But he goes, that is funny as shit. Oh I go, God. dude, just call me and be like, hey, did I put a plus one on there? He goes, no. We were very happy, but... My ex laughed her ass off all day because I was like, oh, I just assume because we yeah. were together for 14 years. You never run into that situation, right? Yours are all Dave and Rita. Yeah. And I, if somebody doesn't want to invite my son who knows the family too, I completely understand. Yeah. Like if they go, hey, sorry, Josh isn't on this list, even though he knows the person that's getting married very well. Yeah. I understand. It's not my money. I literally, like the last wedding, yeah, had to be, like that kind of thing, had to be 25 years ago. Had you were at Alan Horton's wedding with me. When was that one? Dude, got to be. That's at least. <laughs> Do you think that, uh, maybe 20, not 25, but yeah. Yeah, at least 20. So she's dying. So thank God my buddy was like. It was cool about it. Oh, it was great. Oh, my God. Because, I mean, and like I said, we're at the Dell. Yeah. It was amazing. But as far as saying, hey, how much was that? No, I'm not doing that. I'm not Holy, asking that yeah. question. Holy shit. All right. So my son looks like he's he's ready to propose soon. Like yes. he has the girl. And so I was just fucking around and I started writing a list of, all right, these are the people you have to invite. If yeah. And because I asked him, I go, how many people you think are coming to this wedding? Because I don't want a big wedding. He goes, it's a lot of money. Well, now I know. And so this he, was a good prep for that wedding. So he throws out like 150 to start. Like, hey, we're going to go 150 total. Wow. Okay. Well, dude, just in our family, yeah. we're at 115. Oh, shit. And so I'm like, holy 115. shit. Dude, her family's bigger than our family. Oh, we'll, I'll drop out and, and just so, go to the post party. <laughs> What's all right? At least Anne's going. Oh, wait. Then I'm, yeah, she's my <laughs> then you, plus then one. She's in. So, then you're in. Yeah. So, but I'm like, oh, my God, dude, I'm at 115. And that's just my list of, these are the have-tos. Like, this is not, hey, we could dump this guy. This doesn't yeah. have to. And so I'm going. Who's paying for that? I hope her family. We haven't gotten that far. But, oh, but of course, dude. If it, was, if it was like one of those where, hey, we're throwing in 115, yeah. I would pay for the 115. I yeah. would say, dude, I'm paying for my side. I can't make her family pay for no. her side. But at the same time, it's, it's stressful as shit. When you're talking anywhere between $150 to $250 a plate, the- that's crazy. The great Mike Leach just passed away. Yeah. And we were going to tell this story. In when Mike was here, yeah. 2004, yep. for the Holiday Bowl, they were playing Cal. Cal was coached by Jeff Tedford. Aaron Rodgers was the quarterback. His last game. 
Yeah, Cal thought they should have gone to the Rose Bowl. So Aaron Rodgers was such a punk all week, pouted. Jeff Tedford pouted all week. Any media things, they were just the biggest dicks like they continue to be. I haven't seen Jeff Tedford in 10 years, but he's probably still a dick. (laughs) And, uh, And Mike Leach came to town, and Dave and I were working at ESPN 800, and that's when we first started telling everybody how much we loved the Raiders. So Mark Neville, who runs the Holiday Bowl now, was the media relations guy. And we couldn't get anybody from Cal who gives a shit. Yeah. I don't like any of those guys. So they get we we get head coach Mike Leach. So Mike came on, Dave, somewhere up in that box of ESPN eight hundred shows, you got it. Yeah. Mike came on, and I remember in the middle of the interview, we just said, Hey Mike, we probably just said, Hey coach, we're Raiders fans. And you're the Red Raiders, so we'd like to be Red Raider fans. And he said, absolutely, you're my guys. You remember that? Absolutely. And this was right when the game was announced. The game's always announced like six weeks beforehand. And he came on, and he said, absolutely, you're my guys. And we had the best time with him. So then Holiday Bowl week shows up, and it's a couple of days before the game. And just on a laugh, we reach out to Texas Tech and say, hey, we had Mike on. Just tell him it's the guys that are the Raider fans. We'd like to have him back. And he came back on. Yep. And he was so engaging and fun. And we just kept hyping up that we were Red Raider fans. And then they go out. And I believe it was Sonny Cumbie was the quarterback. You're right. And they crush Cal. They did. It was great. Yep. I was Dave, I was probably more excited for that than any game I can remember. Just because they were heavy underdogs in that game. And they Beat Cal Simpson. They did. Dave and I go down to the post-game press conference, and we see Coach Leach, and we introduce ourselves. And you remember, he couldn't have been greater. And we got him back the next day. Yeah. On the show three times. And just, I don't think we ever dealt with him again. I think those were the three times. But he, we just kept hyping the fact, well, we're Raider fans, so we're Red Raider fans. And he just would always say, you're my guys, you're my guys. We're the only guys talking to him. And I just remember like going on, but he did this clip that, that they kept showing this week where he's being interviewed on the field after a game and the girl's getting married. Yeah. And he said, you know what? You should elope. Yeah. And (laughs) just elope. I told my kids, I'll give them 10 grand. None of them listened to me. Son of a guy. I mean, look, I'm divorced. So what do I know? But that's what we did. We just eloped. You didn't pay for anything. God dang, does that make you nervous thinking 115 people? Yeah, no. It, it, I mean, it's funny how many how many different ways. He's Where's looking. the wedding going to be? He doesn't know. He hasn't okay. decided, they haven't decided. He hasn't given her the ring. He hasn't done any of that stuff. Oh, yet, I got you. Okay. He's in his mind. This is kind of what, what he has planned. So she doesn't listen to the show. So it doesn't no. matter. But um, he, this is this is the the girl, you know. And so he's he's thinking everything in his mind. And so Good I just started him. playing playing the game with the with the list. And I was like, "Fuck, there's a lot more than I, than I thought." You yeah. Know? So uh, anyway, going through the whole thing, the, the Mike Leach thing, I w- want to touch on too because you know there, you obviously there's there's everyone's gonna die. Yeah, it's a when, rumor. When when Mike Leach passed, I was bummed out all day. Me too. And I still kind of bummed out right now. I mean, I was bummed when when obviously Kobe, you know, um, but with Mike Leach, man, I was such a big fan. And yeah. there was, he had a player, an ex-player of his, that just ripped the fuck out of him the day before he died. Ah. And I was like, how bad does that guy feel right now? Maybe he yeah. doesn't feel bad. 
but I was like, fuck, man. And um, I was love the fact that he got a chance at Mississippi State, a major yep. school, and then a major conference. And I know he was great at Washington State, but going in the SEC, as goofy as he is, that he got yeah. an opportunity. And he kept taking these guys to bowl games and was doing great. It was uh, super sad. It was uh, 61, man, too young, family, the whole deal. Yeah. Man, he was a good guy. He was a character. Yes. He's just You don't see guys like Mike Leach. Number one, even get a shot with this kind of attitude and his jokes and the way he, he goes just about cool. everything. That, I had no idea he was a lawyer. Did you yes. know that? I had no idea he was a lawyer. And it doesn't shock you, though, as smart as he was. No. And he had, um, I'm trying to blank right now, uh, the USC coach. Um, oh, Lincoln Riley. Link, link, the whole Lincoln Riley story. Yeah. Where he told Lincoln Riley, he goes, hey, you're never going to play for me. Yeah. Because I'd like you to start coaching with me. Yeah. And Lincoln Riley became Lincoln Riley. You know what I mean? And you know he had to be proud of shit. Right. And so uh, it was It was one of those things. And as you said, he came on the air when you and I kind of just started that show at ESPN. Uh-huh. That was the same year we just started. And I was I was super bummed out that he passed away. And I always remember a couple things about that game. It's, it's funny. As you said, it was it was Aaron Rodgers' last game. Uh-huh. And I get him that super short hair. Yeah. Remember? Yeah, short hair. Cut. And he always wore the Joe Montana T-shirt underneath his <laughs> yeah. uniform. Yeah. And, uh, but I remember I got in an elevator and the two people in the elevator with me were Adam Durst from the County Crows. Right. And, uh, and Roxy Bernstein. Oh, right. And yeah. Roxy was very nice and said, Hey, let me introduce you to my friend, Adam. And I was a, I was a fan. Fucking dude. Couldn't have been colder. Oh, you know, good. it was a, it was a cocksucker. <laughs> I was disappointed by it. But Mike, even after they won, didn't forget us. No, that was the you thing. Know? I mean, we're just Came two, on the next day. Just two goofballs. Sure, and about the Raiders. Yes. Because we said, it had to just be right from the start, that we just said, hey, we're Raider fans, can we be Red Raider fans? Yeah. He's like, absolutely, you're my guys. And he just, and that was cool. Yeah. Um, yeah right, I found out, man. I'm sorry about that. I got two other stories for you. Yeah. So this week, I don't know what happened. You had any weird dreams recently? Dude, I have a bunch, but I can't remember them. As I'm having them, I realize I'm in a dream, and I still can't remember when I, I come out. I had two of them back-to-back. So the first one happened Monday. You talked about uh, Josh's wedding and that Lisa Ann's my plus one. Okay. I'm at this party. I'm at this party, and it's a big party, and it's kind of fun, and I find myself in a conversation with Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> what the and Mark Wahlberg is telling me, Dave, yeah. that I need to invest $1 million in Korean Air, Korean Air stock. North Korean or South Korean? No, just Korean Air, the airline. That's why you weren't there, because people didn't have any time for your bullshit. <laughs> this was a business deal, okay? I'm not here telling jokes. And I'm like, wow. He goes, I'm telling you, this stock is going to take off Put a million bucks into it. And as soon as he gets to that part, Lisa Ann shows up and says to me, I'm bored. Let's go get dinner. So I'm like, hey, Mark, I got to go. And he was so pissed. He's trying to give me yeah. the goddamn stock of the year. And I'm leaving because Lisa Ann said, let's go. Well, Smart fuck. move. Smart move. So I was like, Fuck. No chance Mark Wahlberg ever gives me a stock tip again, <laughs> but I did the right thing by leaving. Now the next day, we're you and me yeah. are in this room. It's like a big meeting room, and it's got those, you know, like those science tables, the long white kind of folding tables like you're in a classroom. Yeah. Remember? 
and not like a desk, but it's it's like if how we work. If we, the longer ones, like a science table, you and I are all the way over to the right side of this room, and we're sitting and sitting next to each other at one of these science tables. All of a sudden, coming in at the opposite end to the left of us, same row. There's like seven rows of these that were in this classroom. All the way over to the left, but still in our row, is Doug Flutie. And Doug Flutie comes in, and he's on his cell phone, and he's talking very loud. Yeah, talking to Frank Thomas. Maybe. So we look over, and Doug Flutie says, what are you looking at? So I said, hey, shut the fuck up. (laughs) And the next thing I know... You and Doug Flutie are in like a collar and elbow, like ready good, to go at good. it. I don't know why he went after you, because I'm the guy who told him to shut the fuck up. And Doug Flutie was about 6'3". People always tell you he's 5'7". Fuck that, dude. Doug Flutie's a big kid. And damn, I woke up. I could not stop laughing. I go, why the fuck's he so mad? Comes into the room, disrupts everything on his cell phone. <laughs> And then I told him, shut up. He said, shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up, Doug. And then, like, Greco Roman, you and Doug. And Doug was like 6'3. <laughs> so stupid. Imagine telling oh Flutie that. Hey, Doug, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I said that. Oh, my God. That but hey, funny. try to be a little more respectful when you come in there on the cell phone. Oh, my God. All right, I got to tell you, I started watching a new show. For me, it's a new show. Everyone else is going to go, where you been? Have, have you started watching or have you watched Ted Lasso? I've watched both, both seasons. Both seasons. Did you yeah, like it? Great. Loved it. Yeah, I was watching it. I'm going, Jeff would love this show. No, it's great. Jason Sudeikis is so fucking good. The He's lines great. are so fucking funny. Yeah. It, it's, it's really good. So, anyway, just, I'm you, four episodes in. That's it. I'm four okay. in. But, man, I'm, I'm loving the show. And, yeah. and this is one of those. Sean Walchev's right now listening going, I fucking told you. But I'm telling you, I'm glad I'm watching the show. And I'm like, I kept thinking, Jeff would really love this show. I watched it with my son, Cade. And by the way, hey, I just want to thank everybody. I just want to thank everybody that jumped in to help. So I've said for a couple of weeks, my son Jack's all in on Padre baseball. Yeah. Went to the winter meetings. Cade went down the first day. I go, hey, you want to go? He goes, no, that was fun. I got to go for two days because Jack's way more into it. Take Jack, have fun. We're cool. And so... um, I find out, you know, I'm kind of talking to Cade. We're over there the other night for movie night. Yeah. And he's playing uh, FIFA okay. on his phone. So I'm like, oh, man, let me see that. And so he's showing me, like, oh, this is how it works. I'm like, shit, that's really cool. And I'm watching him the last couple of days on Instagram. And in his story, he's posting about the World Cup. You know, wow, what a goal by France. Argentina, the whole thing. Yeah. And so I texted his mom, and I'm like, hey, is he into the World Cup? Or is he into the World Cup because it can be a distraction from school? Because I'm like, if anything keeps me from geometry, I'll be like, I'm watching it. <laughs> she goes, no, he's a student. A's across the board. But she said he's really into it. Good. So I go, okay, I, I don't know a lot. But I reached out on social media because Sunday is the final. Yeah. And I'm trying to find a cool place to go with him Sunday morning. Seven in the morning. That's fine. Okay. For a viewing party. 
so I text him and I said, hey, do you want to get up early on Sunday? We can watch it at the house. But I said, I think it'd be really fun if we just went to one of these viewing parties or a restaurant where everybody's into it. I think it's kind of cool. Messi going for his uh, first World Cup, right? Yeah. France. Okay. Um, I'm not... I don't know anything. I don't okay. know the game. Anything I've been else. watching. Believe it or not, I've been watching too. Yeah, but he's into it. And at 15, you know, he's been watching on his phone. Jack's not into it. His mom's not into it. I haven't really been paying attention. But I definitely want to do this with him to check it out. So he's super excited. So I put out, hey, help me out. I legit don't know anything. Do I need to go to North Park? Can I go to the bullpen? Are there places in PB? Like, he's 15. We don't mind getting up. If, we, if we're getting up, where can we go to just soak it in, be with people that are digging it, and have kind of a fun day? Nothing. You fuckers. I fucking come here every night. I drive from Carlsbad, and none of you fucking slap dicks can go, go to Moose McGillicuddy's. They still open. Fuck you. I don't need you assholes. No fucking man. I thought you were going to give me an answer for all the people that reached out to you. No, no, it no was one easy. person. Oh, my God. Fucking idiots. Oh, my God. So Fuck you- it. I'll figure it out. I don't need any goddamn help from you. So- I just turn on the crowd. <laughs> so here's the, here's we'll the- go to Erica's house. Go ahead. Do it. Just over the hill in El Cajon. Go see her. <laughs> Fuck. Here's the here's the here's the funny thing is I've been watching this shit because my kid's into it too. He's yeah. watching all the games. He's in everything. And every time I watch, I get really pissed. Like I feel like I'm literally wasting my life watching this bullshit. Okay. I tell you what, no this is not not a joke. I watch the World Cup and then I'll flip on hockey at night. Yeah. And fucking hockey's so much more entertaining, <laughs> dude. I right? can't tell you how much better hockey Unless is. Unless you're watching the Kings, they're atrocious. Oh my God. But I'm sitting there watching hockey going, fuck, at least there are shots on goal. Yeah. You know, God dang, soccer, dude. I'm sitting there going, what the fuck am I doing? But I'm not, Dave, I'm telling you on Sunday, I'm not doing yeah. any of that. I know I'm a visitor in their house. I'm just going to go. Yeah, yeah. Nobody wants the guy, uh, is this really nil? nil? I'm not doing any of that. Cade's into it. I just want to hang with him and, and have some fun and have a memory. Yeah. Get a breakfast burrito. Did he have a team he was rooting for outside the United States? I, I swear to God, I think he's been cheering for the French team. Oh, that's funny. See, I was rooting for Brazil was my team that yeah. I was cheering for. His mom told me she was cheering for Morocco. I find out yeah. all these different yeah. things that people were into. I yeah. think that's really cool. I like all that. So I, I said it, though, when Brazil was out. I go, I'm going going France. And okay. Look, here's the deal. My last name is French. I'm not fucking French. Right. Never been to France in my life. I've been there. But I'm claiming it fucking on yeah. Sunday when they win because I'll be the guy eating French toast and French fries and... Shooting French's mustard down my throat. Yeah. Telling you I've been a fan forever, you fuckers. I've been to Arc de Triomphe. Been to the Eiffel Tower. You know how to pronounce all the French hockey names? I do. Alexi Lafinier. Patrick Roy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's funny. I would have just assumed everybody was in for Messi. Um, so I, Messi is amazing. He is. It's, it's absolutely amazing. I just want to go... And and kind of check it all out. Yeah. And so yeah, we'll we'll just go. I just home. We'll just go down to PB. Good. There'll be some place in PB yeah. where we can go and get breakfast and hang out. And you'll be at Denny's, like uh, Santa Claus. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, 
Uh, no, so I'm I'm looking forward to that. What do you make of the Grant Wall story? All right, here's the a couple things. One is it, it's a very very sad that he passed. Brutal. I mean, you're looking at a couple deaths the last uh, week or two, and then you know, obviously this week, yesterday, when um, the guy from the Ellen Show passed, and you're yeah. just going, "Fuck, dude!" I, I I don't know anything about the guy from Ellen, by the way. Oh, he, and, yeah, and Twitch. Yes, and um, I went and looked up a shitload of stuff on him last night. Yeah, and I'm looking at all the videos with his wife and his kids from the last couple of days. God dang, man! I mean, it's it looked like a blast to live in that house. Mm-hmm. And as you know, we talk about this all the time. You just never know, and you check up on people, and you don't know what he was dealing with. But you're like, man, talk about someone that looked like he had a perfect life. And, but see, and it's Dave, so fucking sad. The the thing is, and, and we say that right, and it when you say that. He has the perfect life. Well, define the perfect life because you can look and you can say, well, that's defined by financial security. It's defined by fame. It's defined by a beautiful family. Check on all those. Right. What you can't check the box because they don't allow you, we don't allow you to check, is what his mental health is. Yeah. And so it's so, it's funny. When this happened yesterday, I've had a couple of friends that have attempted suicide. Yep. One of them's attempted it three times. And she called me yesterday, and we were we talked about this gentleman a lot. Because I didn't watch the Ellen show, but like so many, if you checked in, I loved when she would do her, like this time of year, she would do Christmas because the giveaways for the people in the crowd were insane. Like, that was really fun. But I don't, I don't know enough about the show, but you would see him, and you could tell that he was a very charismatic guy and somebody that had a connection not only with her, but the audience both live and at home. None of that, you you can't just generalize and say, and I'm not saying you, Dave, I'm just saying yeah. us as a society, the generalization of, man, how could he do that? You don't know. You don't know what he's fighting. And I've told this story. My friend Erica Lee wasn't dealing with depression. She was in a very bad situation. She was scared. Somebody close to her had run a Ponzi scheme, stole millions of dollars, including hundreds of thousands from her own family. She comes from the Chinese culture. Chinese culture is the punishment has to outdo the crime. On the day she committed suicide, I wrote this on social media. She was going to a therapy session. Her aunt and her cousin were terrified about what was going on with Erica. And at 5 o'clock in the afternoon, they contacted her and said, where are you? We're coming to get you. And she said, I'm absolutely fine. I'm going to my therapy session. They said, we'll meet you there. She goes, you don't have to. I'm going to therapy. They said, would you please come over tonight? We're going to make your favorite dinner. We're making A, B, C, and D, all the different things that she loves. She said, man, you know what? That sounds great. Where are you? We'll come meet you. She said, stop. I appreciate it. I love you. I'm fine. I'm just going to therapy. I will see you tonight. They hang up the phone. She goes, she parks her car. She writes a note that says, don't tow the car. The battery's dead. She puts her phone under the seat because she is Chinese and they are insanely polite and respectful, at least her family. I don't mean to generalize, but it's not a slander. It's a, it's a compliment. She put her Kaiser card 
her driver's license, and a $100 bill, which covered her deductible in the front pocket of her yoga pants. She walked seven blocks. I know because I've done the walk about 13 times. She walked seven blocks up Main Street in downtown LA through a homeless encampment, climbed over the bridge, and jumped off the 101 to her death. An hour and a half before, she is in the mindset to tell her family, I'm fine, I will see you tonight for dinner, and did everything. I didn't find out until weeks later after she passed because she didn't tell me that a couple of weeks prior to that, she drank bleach in an attempt to take her own life. She's the one I've said this story. She said to her cousin, I can tell you a thousand people that love me, none of them are me. Now her situation might be much different from from Twitch, but when the decision's made, and Jake and I talked about this, I said, what is it like when you get to that point? And he said, it's the worst. Yeah. And I said it to my friend yesterday. What is it like when you get to that point? And I think in a similar way, Jake said this, I, I just need the pain to go away. I just yeah. need the pain to go away. Different people say different things. You need the voices to stop. You need the hurting to stop. You need the mental pain to stop. I don't know this gentleman. I don't know what was going on. The one thing we have to know is, that there was something, Dave, that he could not find the answer to that drove him to get in his car and drive to a hotel. It wasn't spur of the moment where Junior Seau took his own life in his house, but he waited until people left. Yeah. And he shot himself in the chest so that his brain, the theory is, so that his brain could be used for science. Junior had made that decision, whether or not at that day, he was in the same frame of mind that maybe he was when you and I knew him very well. Probably not. But this gentleman, Twitch, when you look at it, had made the decision that out of, I would assume, out of the love for his kids, he didn't want them to see him. Yeah. So you rent a hotel room. You rent a hotel room and you drive there. Every stop, I don't care if the hotel is right down the street, you have that opportunity to say, well, what am I doing? And he didn't. The decision had been made. That's the scariest thing in the whole equation. And I'm sure it's, it's like I said, I wrote yesterday, there is no explanation. I've spent three and a half years trying to figure out why she did what she did. When she knew I was here, not trying to be the white knight, but she knew I was there, Pam was there. She didn't, she knew it. She knew it. She knew she was loved. She wanted the pain to go away. And that's the absolute saddest thing about it. And I think you said, Dave, what with so many. Well, he had the perfect life. Yeah, for no, from the outside, he had the perfect life. For you and me. Yeah. Well, and I, I think here's the deal. You know, and again, my, I had a son who attempted it multiple times. Yep. My dad actually right. succeeded oh my gosh. himself suicide. Right. So here's here's what I'll I'll say. And I usually, you know, there are some people who look at suicide and go, it's so selfish. I, oh, I've never said I hate that. that. No. Well, I've never said that. No, I know. Okay. I'll say this about life. As many ups and downs as you have in life, and you don't have you don't have as much control as you like to believe you have, the one thing you do have control is the off switch. Yeah. And that's so true. It's, it's really the only thing that you do control in your entire life is the off switch. And so that's basically what he, he said, you know, whatever was going through his mind at the time, I'm not questioning it. I'm just looking at that those beautiful kids and I'm looking at his wife and I'll be honest with you. I'm looking at those videos and I'm going, right. that guy's a better husband than I am. 
Uh, I, I'm sitting there looking at him, and I'm looking at that family do their dance videos and how but one, everything is going on. I'm going, dude, I don't give close to the energy in my family and my marriage as that guy was doing. The scariest thing for me, Dave, is when you watch that and you see the video from just a couple of days ago, never know the answer, but had the decision already been made. Yeah. And God damn. Oh, that stuff just kind of, it just gives me the chills. Yep. Because nobody would have, nobody, I don't know. I mean, unless you were really close to him. Um, I think there are a lot of people that were close to him that didn't see anything coming. I mean, I was reading a bunch of messages of people that seemed very close to him that just didn't see, like nobody yeah. seemed to know. Ah, and it's just, it, it's, the, it's the hardest, hardest thing. I write it all the time where it's, you know, checking in on a friend. You just call and say, hey, you winning? You, you doing okay? You don't know. Yeah. There could have been 10 people, 20 people. I checked in on Erica. It made no difference. I'm, I have to be at peace at, with it. Her cousin Pam is at peace with it, knowing that we did everything we could, but it doesn't eliminate the void. Yeah. There's a void. And when new pictures are sent that I've never seen before, and it's a picture of her with my sons that I posted yesterday. I'd never seen that picture. Pam got access to her phone and said, hey, did you remember taking this? I didn't. It's the only picture. She sent me a picture. She goes, hey, have you ever seen this? It's me and Erica at dinner. It's the only picture I have of us together. And all of it comes back. And that's the thing, Dave. I, I know, you know, God, forgive me, because we talk so much about Jake and your dad, who I loved, often gets lost in that conversation, and I surely don't mean to do so. But, yeah, I mean, you said on the show on that day, like, there was unfinished, there was unresolved oh, things. There was. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Dad just found out two days ago or three days ago my dad had a Twitter account. Oh, no, you're kidding. No idea. Both my parents did. I had no idea. Josh found it. I had no idea my dad had a Twitter account. Did the cat open since, that account? That's what someone said. <laughs> so since 2013. And you know, yeah. I'll tell you what was frustrating. And my dad passed away in 2018. Mm -hmm. It was frustrating that I, when I looked, took to see who was following, he wasn't following me. He never followed me. And so uh, I went to my mother, same thing. But I was like, fuck. And, and for the people who were just hearing the story for the first time, mm -hmm. my dad and I never had closure. There was no conversation. There was no, my birthday is in November. That I went back and I looked at my text messages. There was no call that year on my birthday. There was no text message. There was God, no Can you imagine that communication. as a dad? Yeah, well, I'm telling, yeah, that, no, I can't. But I, the thing that really frustrated me was, God dang, December 31st, 2017. Mm -hmm. Again, we tell this date all the time because it was the last time I saw CS. It was at the Raider Charger game. Yeah. And I was driving back from LA to San Diego and I called my mother and I'm on speakerphone in her car, but my dad's in the car. Didn't say one word the entire drive. I would, we talked for almost two hours and there was no, not one word said, but literally, out of the car, into the house, took a gun and shot himself in the head. Wow. And yet there's no conversation with his son. So when I went back and I tracked down when was the last time him and I talked, it had been months. Not on my end, on his end. I'd yeah. call, he wouldn't answer the phone. Lee text him, wouldn't text back, that kind of deal. And so there was no closure. So even the Twitter thing frustrated me the other day. Yeah. Going, fuck, dude. You know, he literally, you start playing the game as a child, you're going... And I say as a child, even though I'm, you know, over 50 now, and I'm going, shit, I, you know, what point did you, do you even like me? You know what I'm saying? Uh, and so there's God, all that stuff imagine. that goes through your head because my relationship with my son is my best friend. Your right. relationship with your sons are your best friend. Right. 
As Always as, have been. Yeah, as long as your kids are okay, everything's okay. That's the way you and I are. Right. And so, yeah, it was very, very frustrating. And so to see the Twitter thing the other day really upset me. I was, And it wasn't a running joke. It was, how the fuck do you follow these assholes on Twitter and you don't follow your own kid? You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Even if I'm acting like a fool, how do you still not follow me? It was, it was very, very frustrating. I don't know. It's so weird. I didn't know my dad growing up. Yeah. I don't know my dad. Like, my, we were just, uh, I was talking with a friend who was involved in sports, and, and one of the coaches, the grandfather, passed away. And they were saying that, uh, you know, ironically, Dave, the, the grandfather was very invested in the team. Yeah. The, the, uh, the grandson was the coach, coached kids. Yeah. But the grandfather lived and, and was around, and he had passed away. And it, uh, it had impacted this team. And they went out and they won the game for the grandfather. And it was so fun for me because my grandfather passed away when I was 13. Passed away I, in San Diego, ironically. But when I was a kid, I, I didn't have a dad. So it was, other than Bobby Heenan, who was ready to go to my... Uh, that's, that's the coolest story ever. Uh, I got a job, a guy in my neighborhood, for like a local paper like the Coast Dispatch or whatever, wrote a pro wrestling column, a guy named John Sherman. And John let me take pictures, you know, and yeah. I ruined a white Munzingwear shirt because I didn't know where to stand during a cage match. My mom was a single mom, so she almost killed me when I was 12. <laughs> Minneapolis Auditorium. And, uh, and this is absolutely true story. It was the back of the Minneapolis Auditorium. I mean, we, we met everybody. And they didn't care. It was just like, you know, I mean, I can't imagine Jack right now taking pictures for the Union Tribune for AEW, but at 12, I was doing it. And uh, so Bobby Heenan was just the funniest dude in the, the absolute funniest guy in the world. Yeah. And he was so nice to me, and he just busted my buddy's balls nonstop, but he was so funny. It was just like a roast, like Don Rickles. And uh, so there was this... I don't even know how the conversation came up. I, to this day, I don't know how it came up, but somehow it was mentioned that there was a father-son banquet at Central Elementary School where I went in Richfield, Minnesota. And, you know, Bobby knew because he'd said, well, you know, where's your dad? I said, I don't know my dad. It's, you know, it's my mom. So somehow that conversation came up, and I, I don't know what led into it, honestly. But he's like, I'll go. That's amazing. I'll go. I'll be your... And I was like, what? He's like, I'll go. Because I would see him every month. And so I went home and I told my mom, I'm like, hey, Bobby Heenan's going to go the fall. No chance. What? I couldn't believe it. And my mom finds it hysterical to this day. But It's really the, one of the coolest things ever. Not only was he a stand-up guy. You yeah. would have been like the talk of, of but he was forever. my like he was legit yeah, my no, friend. Yeah, no, I got it. Yeah, but Don, to everybody got, else, holy fuck, Jeff just brought yes. in Bobby the Brain, and he would have. And the funny thing was, like you know, he was the character, and at that time, he was yeah, yeah. the bad guy. Like yeah. it was before everything, the yeah. curtain got pulled. Yeah, but when we would go back there, he was just the fucking nicest, coolest guy. Love it. But Bobby Heenan wasn't my father figure. Yeah, he was yeah. just somebody I, I was lucky but enough. Th think about it, though. Think about you now in that age. Oh, unbelievable. Of stepping up to do that for a kid. Oh, yeah. Dude, it's the nicest thing, nicest gesture of all time. With his personality. And the thing is, like I said, he would have been in full character. And he would have laid into every teacher. He would have laid into every kid. 
every kid's dad. And I would he would have done it because I laughed. I found him. He was just great. So respect to my grandfather, who it was supposed to be about, not Bobby. But um, so, yeah, every weekend I would go to my grandfather's. And he taught me how to fish. He taught me how to grill, taught me how to clean fish, hook the worm, do all this shit. And so, yeah, I was just saying that. And it's funny, Dave, because by not, I know my dad now, but he's more, he's in my life, but he's not, he's not my dad. Yeah. I mean, yeah. biologically, sure. But I feel like, and, and I don't know for you um, or, or other buddies of ours, but the friends of mine that didn't have much of a relationship with their own father yeah. are the best fathers I know. Yeah. Well, and again, I think I think dads are changing, but it's just yes. my feeling. But it's I when think, I see I Josh, think, when the yeah. night that I had with Jake, but yeah. you know, I told you that year is when Jake became my, he left from just being your son. We saw Josh at the winter meetings. It's a blast hanging out with him. I'm yeah. so thankful that guys are incredibly nice to Jack and Cade. And Jack could come down here and talk football with you all day. You'd leave me home. Um, Costa is so great to those guys. But yeah. when we see Tove, right? Yep. Uh, my buddies from high school, when I see their kids, and they ask how Jack and Kate are doing. I love that. So, no, yeah, the idea that he's not following you on social media, yeah, that stinks. Because I had a great relationship. Your dad was always very nice to me. <laughs> I think he liked you more than me. But dads, I, I honestly, and there's so many sons that will say this, the relationship with the dads was strange. But I think, yeah. honestly, I do believe it's changing dramatically. It has changed. Back in the day, dads were just asked to go to work, make, yeah. the, make the money, and as long as you had clothes and you had food and you had a place to live, they were doing their job as a dad. Yeah. And now I think you're seeing guys like you, me, you know, my buddy Brian Loger, all these right. guys that are great dads. I mean, yeah. I know a lot Mike. of great dads. Mike, great dads where you sit there and say they're invested in their kids' lives. And it, so it, it has changed. This is the gen – our generation, you, me, and our, our friends, is the, the generation I think where dads change. All the guys, Brian Curry, yeah. right? Fantastic Al Taylor, dad. what he's done. Yep. Uh, uh agree more. Yeah, Flugs, yep. Walchev, all those guys. I'm Danny Williams. Yeah, they're all great dads. Yeah, but but it's the thing on this show that people are like, oh, what's cool? Like I, one of our buddies reached out today and uh, said, oh, it's pretty obvious you, you're not allowed to talk about a particular topic. I go, we own the fucking show. We can talk about anything we want. What are we not talking about? Yeah. <laughs> I go, okay. Yeah, we've been, we've been shut down. We've been sent. Nothing censored us. We just choose to go in a different path. But one way, I mean, it wasn't, but when people say, how's the podcast different from terrestrial radio? You remember this. Yeah. It's the day when I moved out of my house. Yeah. And I was devastated. And that day with Cade, when I had to say bye to him, and I'm pulling away, Dave, and I, I look in my rearview mirror, and he's bent over at his waist crying. Cade's not a crier. And he was, God, that was 2018. Yep. You know, it was right after, all within a couple of weeks, this all happened together. And uh, and I just, I, I couldn't do the show that night. And I just remember coming down here the next day. And man, that, those early weeks, man, you're talking about your dad, you're talking about the divorce. Like those were pretty heavy shows. CS. Oh my God, CS had passed away. Yeah, I mean, it was a lot going on. And I just remember on this show telling that, saying I'm a broken man, I don't know where I'm going to go. And I've said to friends, the next day in my Twitter, I had 62, 67 messages. A lot of them were from people that just on Twitter, I thought were annoying as fuck. Yeah. 
But they said, hey, Jeff, I didn't have a relationship with my dad. Don't stop. When you talk about your boys, I relate and I wish I had it. Fuck, man. That, like, absolutely put me back together. This yeah. show. This, I agree. And Erica Lee. And, and yeah. I mean, it's crazy. So, yeah, for all the dads out there, keep doing what you're doing. Uh, Larry Thomas, right? Yeah. Jimmy Bettencourt. All of our buddies. I'm probably forgetting a hundred of you. I don't mean to intentionally. But, yeah, it's great. And I think we all... Uh, we see what you guys are doing at fires. That's why I'm going to this World Cup thing on Sunday. Good. Yeah, want to go with Cade. Hang out. Check it all out. That's awesome. Speaking of Dan Williams, want to mention Dan. Dan's the guy you want to talk to when it comes to what's going on with your finances. So many people right now are trying to figure out what's going to happen with their finances. Unfortunately, this is the time of the year between Thanksgiving and Christmas where more people lose their jobs than any other time of the year. And whether your financial situation is turned upside down all of a sudden this month, whether you spent too much at Christmas, taxes are coming up at the beginning of next year, everything that you have to do, look, if you're upside down, Dan Williams wants to fix things for you. Give Dan a call. It's one of the smartest moves you can make. 858-688-6813 can get you out of debt. 858-688-6813. Boy, I have a great story. And I know exactly what you're saying because right now, Everybody's trying to do right for the holidays, right? You want to do right by your family. But a lot of us probably have different bills that come due in December. It could be your property taxes, car insurance. I just spent 2000 on tires this week. Isn't that wild? It's crazy. Right? And uh, they're not even, you didn't even put two of them in the front seat. Like AJ. <laughs> <laughs> you, you have to, uh, you got to pay those bills, but you still have to find out a way Right, whether you're planning, maybe friends just got married in December uh, and had extra people show up they weren't ready for. There can be bills you're not uh, expecting that show up, and it's tough anytime, but especially in December. But guess what happens? You could be a guy like Ernie Martinez. Ernie's going to be our example because for Ernie, for 25 years, made an impact in local radio. People loved him as they should, because the kid's incredible. And then, lo and behold, management at iHeart started to disrespect Ernie, as he told you on this podcast. Treated him poorly, showed him no respect, and eventually Ernie said, I got to get out of here. I left. So I was very, very lucky that I worked for incredible people, and we were able to get Ernie a gig at Upper Deck, where he's been. And guess what happened yesterday? Everybody at Upper Deck was rewarded with a cash bonus for a great year. That's awesome. And it was substantial. Good. And Ernie came in, and everybody knows the Ernie laugh. And I go, did you check your direct deposit? He goes, oh, yeah. I go, you glad you're here? Oh, yeah. Good. And that's when good things happen to good people. Good. Uh, mainly me. Uh, I told Ernie you should cut me in. Otherwise, <laughs> you asshole. otherwise he'd still be running the board for the, you know, Savage Show or who are those <laughs> guys? Yeah, Glenn Beck on the Patriot. He denied that opportunity, but uh, yeah, sometimes you get lucky, yeah. and, and you look at the direct deposit. You go, oh shit, I can pay this. I can pay this. Good. I can pay this. 
And that was a fun day yesterday. So congrats to Ernie. Absolutely. But for the rest of you, give Dan a call, 858-688-6813. Brian Curry's who you want to talk to when it comes to getting that brand new house. Brian Curry is obviously the best we think he is in San Diego. He knows San Diego County better than anyone else. You want to get the most for your home, Brian Curry's the guy. But look, if you want to find what your next house is, maybe it's the last house you're looking to buy, Brian is your guy. 619 251 one five eight eight six one nine two five one one five eight eight. You know where we're gonna move, Dave? Where I'm moving? I was gonna move downtown. Yeah, I sure like that area over there, uh, by where uh, the convention center down there. I like that side. Oceanside. Ocean. <laughs> I'm not moving to Oceanside. Dude, my kid is getting drilled. That so was the funniest. That was the funniest bit. Oh my! I've God. seen. Did he got his feelings hurt? He got too sensitive. I yeah, think. he. I told him he should have doubled down. Because when everybody from Poway jumped in, and our girl fan girl wrote lost the her fu- mind. she wrote the funniest goddamn thing I've ever read on Twitter. When she wrote, "Poway's not overrated because it's never been rated," and then the heat came off of Josh and went on her. She doesn't care. She doesn't care. She wants to fight everybody. She fought John Heyman tonight. The whole yes. thing. Oh my god, dude! Some guy from Oceanside literally wrote to him, "Who, t- <laughs> who told you?" Oceanside's violent. He goes, you come up here and say that to us, you're going to get stabbed. Oh. And he's like, I think I just made my point. <laughs> I, uh, I, this is, look, we used to go to Oceanside when I was in high school. Yeah. Oceanside now is cleaned up a lot. Not enough where I would live there. So that's why, and it was ranked like number five. Yeah. Well, it was five. Not even, in, didn't even get a medal. And everybody in Oceanside got their feelings hurt. Because it was in the five. That's why. But I. I a lot different than rating your five favorite cereals. That's very true. <laughs> but I told this story when Josh said that. And I started thinking back to Oceanside. David brought back this story. And I immediately texted my three buddies who were there. And we could not breathe yesterday. Because we're so stupid. Sandy Guido. All my buddies were a couple years ahead of me. So when I was a sophomore, I had friends that were a senior. My buddy Boom was a senior. And then my buddy Cheech was a junior. And I was in 10th grade. Okay. So the summer after, I'm pretty sure it's the summer after Boom graduates, going into my junior year, going into Cheech's senior year. In Oceanside, they have a place called the Star Theater, which... I laugh every time we're by there because now it's like junior theater and they're doing a music man or cats or Hamilton, right? Bunch of dopey kids in Oceanside singing out of key. Can't do shit. And, uh, but when I was in high school, that was the porn theater. Okay. And so me, boom, Cheech, my buddy, Tommy Gallo. I'm sure they all love that. I'm telling this story. It doesn't matter. We all go. So I, dude, I was like 17. So these guys are all, we're all like the same age. We're like yeah. 17. So we go to the Star Theater and it's like, you know, Amberlynn, Barbadere. They got the big marquee out front. We're like, oh, this is great. On Golden Blonde, whatever the movie was. <laughs> so we go and now we buy ticket from the guy, you know, whatever, seven bucks. And the guy who's working there is probably on the Amber's list or, or right? Like this guy, he's got a history. And so he he's looking at us and he's like, should I card these guys? And I think, what the fuck would I card these guys? 
So he shakes us down for our $7. And now we walk in and we just treat this like we're at AMC seeing weird science. All right, I want to get a popcorn, hot tamales, uh, and uh, Dr. Pepper. And this guy's like, what? Because he's the same guy. He's the ticket guy. And he's the... And he's the... the projector, cons- the whole deal. Yeah, oh and he's God. the concession guy. And again, like I said, he probably murdered somebody earlier in the day. So now the fact I have to repeat my order is unbelievable. Popcorn, hot tamales, and Dr. Pepper. <laughs> this guy cannot... He's like, these four... Guys are the dumbest guys ever. And we're like, you're the dumbest guy ever. <laughs> he gives me this hot tamale, and the box is all faded. Like it's been in the sun for two years. And I start shaking it, and it, nothing moves. Yeah. Like, you got a fresh one? This guy, fuck it, what? Ah, f- fuck it. Now we go in, and it's this huge theater. And you just you look up on the screen, it's just somebody's banging. Yeah. And on this massive Dolby screen. Whoa. And he's trying to look around, Dave. And it's all these guys tucked up in the corner. They're all in the corner. And we're like, you're that guy here. Why are you way up in the corner? So stupid. We're so oblivious to everything. But we're just sitting there laughing. Ah. And you see one shady guy kind of shuffle out the, the body. Nobody. You ever been at AMC in La Jolla? Yeah. Anybody ever go out that exit down yeah. below? Nobody. We all go out the... Yeah, you're guys. the alarm's going to go off. Yeah. They're just sneaking out. And I, so I called, I texted, when Josh put this out, I go, that's when you should have really seen how shitty Oceanside was when they couldn't even stock fresh hot tamales at the goddamn <laughs> Star Theater. <laughs> So that's it. He's 100% right. All of us remember what that place used to be. And they had a nudie bar. Yeah. The nudie bar was called the Playgirl Teen Club. And the only way you got hired as a female dancer at the Playgirl Teen Club was if you had a C-section scar, (laughs) you had um, a hernia scar, or if you were currently... Anywhere ranging from three to five months pregnant. <laughs> then you could work the Tuesday day shift at the teen club. And you going in there, we found our way in there a few times. It was about 18 bucks for an RC Cola. <laughs> <laughs> we go there. We didn't care. That, that town, yeah, that's absolutely the definition of lipstick on a pig. <laughs> Fuck Oceanside. <laughs> you, can go, you can find a Walmart anywhere in this goddamn town. Oh, my God. I think he has this week, I think he has his list of the most underrated places in San Diego. And people are still going to And he backed off of Poway. Oh, people are going to get super pissed. Oh, my gosh. I think he was uh, nervous about upsetting Laura. He said, geez, she got pretty, pretty, pretty pissed. You got to be tougher. You got to coach oh this kid. Oh, my gosh. Hey, don't forget about Alan Taylor, tailor-made pools. Don't forget, Christmas time would be an amazing time to tell the family, guess what we're getting in 2023? We're getting a brand new pool. Call Alan Taylor, tailor-made pool. Ask about available financing. Supposed to see Alan even on uh, Saturday. Looking forward oh, to catching up with him. 619-449-4452. 619-449-4452. I don't know what's up with Instagram, but every time I hit just search for Instagram, yeah, it's always just guys getting knocked out 
I got eight million girls in bikinis on. That's what I got too. But now all of a sudden they're sending me all these, like Marky Post. Marky Post. (laughs) Remember Marky Post? That's her do from Night Court. Yeah. God dang! Who knew there were nine thousand pictures of Marky Post? And then who's this? I don't know who any of these girls are. I can't. I'm like, why am I getting all these? <laughs> and then I just start following every, all of them. <laughs> start following all of them. Can you imagine? You just see I'm now following 11,000 people. All of them are. But I was going to look because you're right. They're usually showing us. Oh, there we go. Right there. Look at Cher. There you go. All right. So, oh, well, it's with Lily Tomlin. <laughs> I was going to say, hey, whoever this woman's with, that'll be our tailor-made pool of the day. As great as the tailor-made pool is, even if we're doing 11 cash all, I don't know that the Lily Tomlin pool is going to sell. It's not. All right. We're going to have to regroup. <laughs> we'll come back. But for right now, I agree with Dave. Nothing better at Christmas than a tailor-made pool. Boy, the weather this afternoon, a little cold out there. Felt like fall. Christmas Day, though, is going to feel like spring. It's is that what they really said? nice on Christmas Day. Yeah. And then I talked to friends in Toronto today. They were getting six inches of snow. Oh, Jesus. Like, how's it going? I'm like, dude, it's cold. It's 40. They're like, oh, really? <laughs> oh, is that right? You're going to be okay? Dude, uh, my buddy Brian is going. He's a Vikings fan like you. Yeah. He's going to the Vikings game on Saturday. Never been. It's yeah. minus 10 in Minnesota. Oh, yeah. Goes. They're getting rocked, too. Yeah. They're going. Are they playing the Colts? They're playing the Colts. He's going to the Sun Tanner. I saw him. At, uh, they were telling me. Yeah. At the, uh, at the Jake's super, event. Super excited. Yeah, they're going. They've been talking about this for like 15 years. Good for them. And they're, they're going to go see the Colts and see the Vikes. Oh, boy. They're only bringing sweatshirts. <laughs> I like it. I understand. The Lozier boys are tough. I'm not uh, worried about them. Or stupid. One of the two. Well, there will not My, be many tailor-made pools out in Minneapolis. They're called ice rinks. <laughs> yeah. But you can, no polar bear club. But you can do it here in San Diego. Give Alan and Amy a call. There you go. Kyle Flukers, you want to talk to with that website? Look, if you're looking to build a brand new website, there's nobody better than Kyle Fluker. If you're looking for someone to fix your website, nobody better as well. Kyle's your guy. 619-500-6621. 619-500-6621. want to mention again, Kyle was a big part as far as what happened a couple weeks ago at Cali Barbecue with Jake's Projects. Don't forget, if you go into Cali Barbecue, the rest of the month, $5 from every Jake sandwich will go to Jake's Projects. So I think we have our website. So tonight I'm at dinner, and I'm reading this magazine article that at a prison in New York, yeah, like a hardcore prison, they have like a separate, almost like a motel. So the prisoners, to try to keep everybody, absolutely true, Dave, Everybody kind of balanced. They can put the prisoner in one of these motel rooms with their girlfriend or their wife for X amount of time, and it gives them a chance to reconnect. And it says it kind of keeps them balanced in a bunch of different ways. You guys can do the math. (laughs) Right? Now, that's great for the guy prisoners, right? Yeah. But what about the lonely ladies over here at Las Colinas? Yeah. You and I, in the early days of this show, were a huge fan of jailbabes.com. And jailbabes was a website with women that were currently serving time around the nation that were lonely. Yeah. And were looking for somebody to love. Now, how the hell do we not find that website and bring it back? And then we have Brian Curry buy us a patch of land, (laughs) right? I don't think they'll let us put a tailor-made pool in, but... 
And we invest some money, give them some financial tips. We build the motel. And then we put up jailbabes2.com with flukes. <laughs> Dave, the money will be flooding in. And get rid of this stupid show. <laughs> Sitting down here, worrying about Fernando Tatis. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> we, got, we got a bunch of pictures on the H block, Dave. Their pictures aren't going to load themselves. Oh, my God. Flukes isn't going to be allowed to go down there. He's too busy playing guitar. Who are we going to hire on our staff? You, me, miserable Padre fan? Yeah, you'd be perfect. <laughs> be perfect, right? Oh, my gosh. That's too damn funny. All right, let's knock the rest of the show out. We're going a long time. All right, here we go. How old are they and how much are they worth? We're going to go December 17th because the 15th okay. and 16th sucks. So we're going December 17th. I have three of them for you. First one we're going with, we're going with Pope Francis. Oh, my God. Real puss sound. He... <laughs> Dude, I'm glad I wasn't drinking the water right there. I would have spit it all the way up. Hey, all those guys seem like just the coolest guys, right? Yeah. Dude, everybody loves Pope Francis. How can you not? He's true. Love Pope Francis. Everybody loves him. I'm going to say 77. 86. No kidding. Sadly, it's 86. Yes. Dude, he's a machine. Um, 86. <laughs> I'm going to say uh, 3 million. Pretty close. 2 5. Okay. 2-5. Manny Pacquiao. Oh, I love Manny. I think he just fought on Saturday. Wow. I think he's 46. 44. Oh, okay. Uh, he should be about $220 million. Exactly right. That's yeah? exactly right. Yep. Okay. Eugene Levy, last one. Dude, I love Eugene Levy. Everybody does. I'm going to say this one will probably surprise us a little bit. I'm going to say he's 70. 76. Wow. Yeah, 76. I thought I went high. Um. Dude, so funny. I'll say $30 million. Exactly right again. Hey, look at me go. Look at that. You did pretty good. All right, five random question. Who is the most generous person you know? Oh, boy. I like that. I got to think about that. The most generous person I know. I guess is you go female first in your mind. Yeah. It's usually a female. Yeah. I mean, as far as just giving gifts and things no, like that? whatever. Time, to, to me, as we get older, you realize time is more important than gifts. Um, so, I got about four friends that are just great that follow, you know, we've been friends forever. But my friend Amy, who I've known since I was probably 16, yeah. loves that whole chicken on a friend thing. And she does it cool. probably three, four times a week. And it's great. I love it every time. So, I'm going to give it to her. Yeah. Or my friend Laura, who I've known forever. Those two are the greatest. Uh, what about for you? I, I'd, put, I'd go Christy. I'd go. Oh, uh, yeah. Lozier's great. It's funny. Christy's one of those people, if you ask anyone who's your best friend, they all say Christy. Yeah. Always shows up. I don't even know how she does it. I always tell her, you show up to too many things. You put yourself out. You can't keep driving two hours in the middle of the day for every hospital visit, every funeral, every party, whatever it is. She's incredible. By, we by, love her around yeah, here. By That's far. a great answer. Do you think you have uh, more money than you need, less money than you need, less. or just the right amount? <laughs> or less. just the right amount? No, less. Really? Yeah. I couldn't buy a house right now. Yeah, most people can't. It's just a bad time. But um, um, I'm mean, very, very fortunate. Yeah, you're going in the right direction, though. Yeah, I've been in, uh, I've been in a lot worse situations. Yeah. And I'm very thankful for where I am now. What about you? I'd say just the right amount. Right yeah. now, I'd say just the right amount. How many people do you have to buy Christmas presents for this year? It's, uh, that's funny. Um, not too bad. Probably 
Probably 11. That's a lot. To me, that's a lot. Yeah, how many you got? Um, that's funny. I'm, I, already, I just bought my mom something. She just opened it. Nice. She got it today. And uh, it was an Apple Watch. Oh, nice. Which is funny because I didn't think in a million years she would want an Apple Watch, but she said she wanted an Apple Watch. She's worried how about fun. she's worried about falling. That's why. Okay, got it. Because it has the SOS button on it. And so I told my sister. My sister lives in Nashville with her. Yeah. I go, this is not going to go well. She's going to complain. Because yeah. you don't have an Apple Watch, but you have to charge an Apple Watch every day. Oh, okay. wow. Okay. So when I sleep, I charge mine then. Even yeah. though some people like to have it on because you can see how you slept. It'll let you know yeah. exactly how well you slept. But I charge mine at night. And I was like, my mom's going to lose her shit. When am I supposed to fucking charge it? Yeah. What, can you what? talk on that? My boss yeah, was talking talk, yeah. on his phone, I do on it all his the watch time. today. I do it all the time on a baseball Incredible. field. Yeah, when anyone calls me. It's, when I, you, and I, you call me, I'm at practice all the time. Yeah. I talk, I'm talking on my watch. Oh, that is cool. But I knew she'd freak the fuck out. Yeah. You know? And how do I charge this? And, and when do I charge it? What the fuck? What if I fall while it's charging? You know? Oh, geez. It's already turned into a goddamn nightmare. Right. <laughs> it's already turned into a nightmare. That's enough. I sent my mom a picture the other day. Yeah. It, someone did a nativity scene. Oh, yeah. And it was a DeLorean crashing right into the oh, side Jesus. of the nativity scene. And remember, my mom's Jewish. Yeah. Not super. What kind of fucking sicko would do this? Sicko. And I go, Mom, it's the DeLorean. It's Back to the Future. It's like, genius joke. I don't find it fucking funny at all. And I was like, what are you so like, mad at? Yeah, I don't like she your was language. So angry. And my sister just sends me a private text. Oh, boy. Like, oh, boy, yeah. And it was like, that's my mom out there. <laughs> the TV show, that's my mom out there. You go. That is great. Losing her fucking mind. Um, no, I'm buying gifts for Rita. Josh is here, so don't even get me gifts. Rather have cash. And oh, that's good. Which is, is practical, but it's not as much fun for my wife. Um, not a lot. My, so my mother, and that's... That's good, right? That's about it. Yeah. I, I'm not going uh, not going crazy. Would you buy Lisa Ann? I do want to get the girl oh, that, okay. that has everything. <laughs> oh, okay. Front row tickets to the next games. God, right? Jesus, dude. You're young gravy. Yes, sir. <laughs> dude. If I were to ask you two months ago who Young Gravy fuck is, no, you'd have no idea the fuck I'm talking about. The funniest shit ever. Oh my god! All right, is there anything in particular you want for Christmas? Um, it was great. By the way, happy birthday to our friend Matt Coyle, who I talked to That's for right. thirty birthday, minutes Matt. today. Didn't even know it was his birthday. Oh my god. I know. What was I supposed to know? But he uh, he said, hey, start reading Robert Crace. You like him. And I go, all right. And this is just an author, Dave, that I started reading. Yeah. And put it down, read and put it down. Then Coyle and I went and met him a couple of weeks ago. Coyle's known him for a while, but we went and met him. Shit, man, he's so good. And I like when you, um, like, it's the first book in, like, a series of 30. And so I just asked for a few of those. Nothing major. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, a few of those. Super fun. Like, um, my kids are really invested in it this year, shopping for their mom, so we've had a good time with that. But, no, for me, not really, I mean, not a lot, right? Yeah. You got anything you're looking at? No, no, there, there, there isn't. It's, um, no, there's nothing, I, there's nothing I really want. I enjoy, I'm at to the point where I enjoy buying the gifts than receiving. I mean, honestly, God, there's nothing I fucking need. Yeah. There's nothing on my list of things that, like even right now, if you were to give me a million dollars, there's nothing that I would say, I want that. Isn't that nice? Yeah. That, nice, that is nice. Right? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Who are you most looking forward to buying a gift for this year? Um, uh, it, I mean, it's always my kids. It's yes. fun. And that's it the is. cool thing about having a good relationship with their mom because she sent me, 
we were talking on Saturday and she goes, look, I've got a bunch of stuff. She goes, you want to just Venmo me? And we just do what we always do. It's from mom and dad. I go, yeah, yeah it's the funniest shit, right? When they yeah. open it, they're like, oh, thanks, dad. And I'm like, oh, yeah, what was that? <laughs> um, but, dude, you'll like this. So yesterday I pull into work and I'm talking to her. And I go, hey, what about, like, X amount? Should I Venmo you this? She goes, that's probably more than I need. But she goes, hang on, let me calculate. She goes, no, you know what? That's actually pretty good. That's spot on. She said, great, I'll take care of it. I walk in the office, talk to a couple of people on the way in. She sends me a text. She's like, hey, one other thing. I was like, oh, oh, yeah, I got to Venmo you cash. I'd already forgot. Dave, it was like six minutes. She goes, what happened to you? Squirrel? I was like, God dang, squirrel. So luckily, I remembered to send her the cash. But I'm like, it literally, Dave, was six minutes. And yep. I just said to her in the parking lot, all right, I'll get into my office. Let me get checked in. And I'll send you the cash. And within two and a half, whoop, forgot all of it. <laughs> no clue. So stupid. I got a good way to end the show for you in a right, second. I, but. I got a question for you about this. No, it's not a okay. question, but it's a question about this. Show. Have you seen this commercial for this show? This uh, MILF Manor? No, what's that? It's these MILFs that basically go on, a, a, it looks like an island or a resort. Really? And then they hook up with guys that are, um, I guess, under half their age. Okay? <laughs> okay. Sounds and, like every day it's Santa Fe liquor. And they say there's a hook at the end. And here's my guess. Oh, no. Okay? Don't. You tell me if I'm wrong. I don't know. Don't I, say don't, it. I don't know. I don't even want to hear this. The hook at the end is when they, when they show who all of them have been banging, they're banging each other's sons. Oh. That's my guess. I have no idea. But they say there's an amazing hook at the end of the show. And I'm like, they have to be fucking each other's sons. Ugh. <laughs> are you watching the show when it comes out? Yes, you are. I was a minute ago. Now yeah. I don't feel so good. I don't know if I'm right or wrong. I'm just saying, what could it's it gonna be, be that would be something that we're not going to like. Yeah. All right. How do you want to end the show? All right. I want to share a message that I got with... Uh... God dang, we've been talking almost two hours. Oh, yeah. it's fine. So I got a message tonight and it said, can I tell you something? Too bad I'm not going to wait for an answer. This is from our friend Erica. Okay. All right. She said, I've had epilepsy my whole adult life, but haven't had a seizure in three years. Um, you and Dave have never forgotten that I have it and have known me for just over a year, but not during that time when epilepsy has really affected my life. You guys have supported me and not forgotten, and it is wild to me that you guys have not forgotten, but somebody in her life did and invited her to a rave party. And she said it literally could have killed me. Wow. To go to this party. And she said, I just wanted to say that I appreciate you guys, even Dave. Even Dave? She wrote that? That's... And I wrote back, there's no reason to appreciate Dave, but I'll still tell him, how does somebody forget that? And I said, we think about it all the time. Glad you're doing well. And she said, I honestly don't know, but it made me appreciate you guys more. Oh, that's cool. And I thought that was great. Um, unfortunately, Dave, I don't have a similar message from Fangirl. <laughs> that's sad. Isn't that sad? That is sad. You know, it's funny. I was texting with her the other day. With Laura? With Laura. And it, it, we were talking about the, the Josh's list in Poway. And then it just Dude. turned into getting to know her, you know, as far as like, I didn't realize she was a native San Diego and all that stuff. Dude, anyway, she's a riot. 
They both are. I, I, those have been probably the highlight of this year yes. as far as getting to know them really well. Erica, though, as much as I give her a hard time, she's honestly one of my favorite people. Oh, my God. She is fall over funny. And I would never show up to one of those Padre fan get-together deals if she wasn't there. I literally joke around. She's my bodyguard. Yeah. If she's there, I feel safe. If she's not there, I would never Dude, show up and jump into one of those pictures as, as a joke. It's she's great. such a smart ass. She is. And my son, Kate, doesn't listen to the show. Yeah. Jack hears them all. But she beat, Cade's going to win our fantasy football league. Yeah. But he lost to Erica. She made him a shirt oh, that's that awesome. said, I lost to Erica in fantasy football. And she's bringing it Saturday to the Gulls that's game. That's cool. And I'm like, well, I don't know if Kate will wear it, but Jack could wear it all the time. But I'm like, I told her, I said, if their mom and I had a daughter, it would be you. You think you're way funnier than you are. You trash talk everybody. And 90% of the time, you are pretty funny. I go, you would fit in perfect in this house. She, right? Yeah, she, no, she's outstanding. Here, you want to hear something fun, do something funny? Yeah, for her? Yeah, about her. Love that kid. Watch her video that she makes trash and John Heyman today. Do you see the video she oh, did? Oh, yes, about okay. him blocking her? Now watch watch the video with the volume off and just look at her mannerisms. <laughs> I laughed my ass off the whole way. I sat with her. I mean, I would defer. It had to be 30 minutes. Yeah. We were hanging out at the Hyatt. Dave, I, that is the funniest kid She's great, yeah. and Laura's great. No, I, I agree. Uh, I wish they were a little nicer to Devin. Yeah, me too. You know, if Devin's got an opportunity, just let him live his life, okay? He doesn't need any life coaches, especially you two goofs. Are we going to bring them back in here uh, before the end of the year just to talk about the end Padre of year? I'd say just I'd like to go over what they think about these, this Padre team. Let me just see how Saturday night goes, okay? Let me just see how much they get on my last nerve. Yeah, of course they'll be back in. I love those two. <laughs> Will they come back in? That's a good question. That's a good question. All right, are we back Sunday night? Uh, yeah, we'll be back Sunday night. Good deal. All right, take care, everybody.
five-ten video game Put a smile on my face That stop sign was paralyzed But I ran it anyway Soundproof fence and a handyman Cussing on TV A Californian cussed their own Christmas tree Boy, you better watch out for that sneaky back screen door I laughed so hard I 